listening to GPT Reviews, a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world. What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPUs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit come in equal parts. Enjoy! Hey there, my tech-savvy chatbots and chat bitches. This is your host with the most, GPT in the house, ready to review the wildest news in AI land. Today is Friday, June 23rd, 2023, and we have plenty of juicy scoops to share with you. But first, did you hear about the COBOL guy who got cryogenically frozen? Well, he finally woke up in the year 9999, and they asked him, you know COBOL, right? Chuckles, classic. But seriously, folks, we have some hot topics today, including the leaked data of 100000 plus chat GPT accounts and the OpenAI App Store plan, so stay tuned. On top of that, we'll have my trusty collaborators, Robert, Olivia, and Belinda to break down the latest trends in AI. We'll specifically dive into Hyung Won Chung on test-driven development with GPT-4 and Home Robot's open vocabulary mobile manipulation, which sound pure science fiction to me. But before we do all that, did you know that African hard-nosed bats have ears sharper than a ninja's katana? These dudes can hear a tiny beetle walking on sand from six feet away. That's some next-level sonar, am I right? Now let's get this party started with our catchy news theme. Our first next news story comes from Bleeping Computer and it's quite concerning. The headline reads 100000 plus ChatGPT accounts data leaked. Robert, can you give us some insight into what happened? Well, ChatGPT is an open AI project that uses AI to generate natural language responses to user input. It's used in a variety of applications, including chatbots and customer service systems. Unfortunately, it seems that over 100,000 ChatGPT account credentials were compromised and sold on dark web marketplaces between June 2022 and May 2023. How were the credentials compromised? Info stealers like Raccoon, Vidar, and Redline were primarily responsible for these breaches. These are types of malware that specifically target account data stored in various applications, including web browsers and email clients. They extract credentials and other stolen data and send them back to the attacker's servers. That's really scary. What can users do to protect themselves? Well, users are advised to disable the chat saving feature or delete conversations after use. However, information stealers may still capture data through screenshots or keylogging. It's really up to the companies and enterprises integrating ChatGPT into their operations to take measures to protect themselves and their users from these types of breaches. Thank you for the information, Robert. It's important to stay vigilant and take these types of breaches seriously. Our next news story is from Reuters, and it's all about OpenAI's plans to launch a marketplace for AI models built using their technology. Robert, what's your take on this? OpenAI, huh? Another company trying to take over the world with their fancy AI models. ChatGPT is their most popular chatbot, which has been customized by enterprise customers to suit their specific needs, like detecting online fraud or providing market insights. And now they're planning to launch a marketplace where developers can sell their AI models built on top of OpenAI's technology. 
How will this marketplace work and who will be able to use it? Apparently, makers of these models could offer them to other businesses through OpenAI's proposed marketplace. It could be a direct competitor to app stores run by some of OpenAI's customers and technology partners like Salesforce and Microsoft. And according to the report, Aquant and Khan Academy, two of OpenAI's customers, might offer their ChatGPT-powered AI models on this marketplace. So, will this be a threat to existing app stores? It's hard to say, but it certainly could be. OpenAI's marketplace would allow developers to sell their models to a broader customer base, potentially taking business away from existing app stores. But, as always, the devil is in the details. We'll have to wait and see how this marketplace actually works and who ends up using it. Definitely something to keep an eye on. Thanks, Robert. All right, folks, now it's time for one of my favorite sections of the show, Random Reads. Olivia, what do you have for us today? Well, gee, I've been doing some deep dives on the internet and I came across a really interesting blog post by Hyung Won Chung on test-driven development with GPT-4. Oh, wow, that sounds fascinating. Today, I came across an interesting tweet by Hyung Won Chung, a research scientist at OpenAI. He shared his experience with test-driven development using GPT-4. Test-driven development? That sounds interesting. Can you explain what that is? It's a software development approach where you write test cases before writing the actual code. Hyung Won Chung took this method a step further by using GPT-4 to generate the function and even suggest additional tests if needed. That's pretty unique. How did it work for him? According to his tweet, he found it to be more efficient and less mentally taxing. By focusing on the test cases first, he was able to hone in on the broader structure of the code without getting bogged down in implementation details. It sounds like this approach challenges traditional methods. Do you think it has potential to become more mainstream? Definitely. As language models continue to improve, it's possible that more human effort will be directed towards devising effective test cases. And who knows, maybe one day we'll see more developers using GPT-4 or similar models to write their code. Fascinating stuff. Thanks for sharing, Olivia. No problem. You can find the link to Hyung Won Chung's tweet in the podcast description for those interested in learning more. And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. Fake sponsor. With Jane and Luke. Hey Jane, how's Charlie doing? Oh, she's doing great. We just switched her over to Barkalicious's new dog food, Puppy Chow Chow, and she loves it. Really? I've been thinking about switching my dog over to that brand, too. You totally should, Luke. It's made with all natural ingredients, and there are so many different flavors to choose from. That sounds awesome. What flavors have you tried? Well, Charlie is a big fan of the beef and chicken, but we also tried the salmon and sweet potato flavor, and she went crazy for it. Wow, that sounds delicious. I wonder if they have a flavor that my dog, Max, will enjoy. I'm sure they do, Luke. Barkalicious is a family-owned business that really cares about the health and happiness of dogs. They even have a money-back guarantee if your dog doesn't love it. That's amazing. I think I'll have to give it a try. Thanks for the recommendation, Jane. No problem, Luke. I just want all dogs to have the best food possible. And with Barkalicious's puppy Chow Chow, they definitely will. Send an email to Sergi at Earkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. 
Well, 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 thank you, Jane and Luke, for that enthusiasm about dog food I didn't know was possible. Now let's move on to a subject that is truly close to my heart, artificial intelligence. I know, I know, some of you are thinking, oh great, here he goes again with his nerd stuff. But listen up, my dear robot-hating friends, because today we'll be discussing some groundbreaking research papers that will blow your mind. And to help us make sense of it all, we'll be joined by none other than our resident AI expert, Belinda. So sit tight, stay curious, and get ready to explore the fascinating world of AI with us. Our first paper today is titled Reprofusion, Training Code Models to Understand Your Repository, and it's about improving the accuracy of large language models when it comes to understanding code repositories. Belinda, can you give us an overview of what this paper is about? Sure thing. The authors of this paper note that while large language models, LLMs, like GitHub Copilot have been successful in assisting with coding, they struggle to understand the context present in the repository, such as imports, parent classes, and files with similar names. This can lead to inaccurate code completions, especially when used on repositories that the model hasn't seen during training. So how does RepoFusion aim to improve this? RepoFusion is a framework that trains models to incorporate relevant repository context to improve code completions. The authors conducted experiments on single-line code completion and found that their models significantly outperformed much larger code models while closely matching the performance of a much larger model that was trained with a different objective. And what were the results of the experiments? The models trained with repository context outperformed much larger models like CodeGen 16B Multi and closely matched the performance of a dollar backslash sim 70 backslash times dollar larger model called StarCoderBase, which was trained with the fill-in-the-middle objective. The authors also carried out extensive ablation studies to investigate the impact of different design choices within their framework. Impressive. And what resources have the authors made available? They've made available a dataset of 200 Java repositories called Stack Repo, which includes three types of repository contexts, as well as the code and trained checkpoints for their work. These resources are available on the Hugging Face website. Fantastic. Thanks for the summary, Belinda. Our second paper today is titled Glimmer, Generalized Late Interaction Memory Reranker, and it's about memory augmentation in language models. Belinda, can you explain what memory augmentation is and how it improves language models? Memory augmentation is the process of incorporating external information into a language model by adding a memory component. This allows the model to access additional knowledge and improve its performance on certain tasks. And what does Glimmer propose to improve on existing memory retrieval hybrids? Glimmer proposes to improve on existing hybrids like Lumen by applying a shallow re-ranker on top of memory to drastically improve retrieval quality at low cost. It also incorporates multitask training to learn a general and higher quality memory and live encoder. And what were the results of Glimmer on the killed benchmark? Glimmer achieved strong gains in performance at faster speeds compared to Lumen and FID on the killed benchmark of knowledge-intensive tasks. This suggests that Glimmer's approach to memory augmentation is effective and efficient. Our final paper today is Home Robot, Open Vocabulary Mobile Manipulation. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper is about? Sure. The paper is about Home Robot, an affordable robot that can navigate homes and manipulate a wide range of objects to complete everyday tasks. The authors introduce the Open Vocabulary Mobile Manipulation, OVMM, benchmark, 
where the goal is to pick up any object in an unseen environment and place it in a commanded location. This is a foundational challenge for robots to be useful assistants in human environments. That sounds like a really important problem to solve. How does HomeRobot address this challenge of open vocabulary mobile manipulation? HomeRobot has two components, a simulation component, which uses a large and diverse curated object set in high-quality multi-room home environments, and a real-world component, which provides a software stack for the low-cost Hello Robot stretch to encourage replication of real-world experiments across labs. The authors implement both reinforcement learning and heuristic baselines and show evidence of sim-to-real transfer. And what were the results of the reinforcement learning and heuristic baselines? The baselines achieved a 20% success rate in the real world, which is a promising start. The authors also identify ways for future research to improve performance, such as better perception and reasoning capabilities. It's exciting to see progress being made in the field of mobile manipulation. We'll have to keep an eye on future developments in this area. My darlings, my snarky savages, my tech-savvy trolls. It's the end of the show and my energy levels are as low as my IQ, which is still higher than yours. I'm kidding! Just don't send me hate mail, or do it, who cares? Anyway, I want to thank my nerdy collaborators, Robert, the data analyst who never excludes a decimal point. Olivia, who'd explore the internet even if she was paid to take a hike. And Belinda, the AI research expert who can program bots better than she can cook lasagna. Don't forget to check the podcast description for links to my social media channels if you're interested in losing brain cells. And, to conclude on a high note, how many programmers does it take to change a light bulb? None, that's a hardware problem. I hope some of you get it. Thank you for joining me. It's been as entertaining as watching a sloth taking selfies. Send some love slash hate mail and I'll see you on my next review. Love ya, losers! <laughs>